Like you been feeling good? No. No, I ain't been feeling it bad. But I thank God for being well as you. No joke right there, I'm so serious. Why so serious? A little joke. Just let her know when you want to be serious. Cause when you want to be serious, I'm going to play around. And when you want to play around, I'm going to be serious. And if we want to play around and be serious at the same time, I'm just going to walk off and be serious and playing around while I'm being serious. Because I'm just playing around because I'm never serious. Hello? Yo, 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 Dami Boo. What's going on? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Loud and clear. Beautiful. So, thank you for joining me on the Get to Know Me podcast. Of course, of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. I've talked about you a lot on here, and I'm pretty sure people are familiar with the name, but I want them to get to know you now. So, <laughs> it's your turn. You you got the spotlight. So, yeah, uh, if you can, just kind of, like, introduce yourself, tell people a little background about you, uh, you know, uh, what you got going on and how you know me. <laughs> All righty. So, hello, hello, waves of blessing to everybody tuning in. Um, Short and simple, I'm Dime. Busy and I started on social media, and now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> We've had the pleasure of knowing each other and um, strengthening our friendship over the past two years. And it's been great um, as far as me. I'm a creator. I'm currently a self-employed graphic designer specializing in local design, branding, UI, and among other things. And I love to execute the vision. And it's truly a blessing to be trusted by others to help bring their visions to life as well. And I'm currently in school for film, working to be a, creat- a creative designer. So doing it all so yeah trying to execute the vision you know get the art out here dime 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 (laughs) and here i am yes and speaking of the graphic designs i recently uh came back with my clothing line and you actually designed the big love design so thank you for that Yes, of course. Thank you for the opportunity. It was amazing. Uh, Just coming together, both of our minds, and we came up with something, something nice, something nice, I'd say. Yeah, I would say the first step to many, you know, of many. (laughs) Yes. It's definitely picking up a lot of steam, a lot of people giving me a lot of good, you know, um, comments about it and things like that. So I'm excited for our new venture. We're going to be doing some more things. Love to see you guys in the LFTDE wear, you know, go copy some. Yeah, you know how we do. Now you said that you're in school. How long uh have you been in school? Like how did you always know that you had this passion for film or well how film started was um growing up I did theater. So um I've always been in acting, singing, classes, dancing, everything. Um I since I was younger, but um I was actually diagnosed with leukemia at the age of 16, and that was very hard on my body. And it actually made me decline a bit socially. You know, I wasn't around people as much. I didn't really know how to communicate what I was really going through. So I found myself really more into the behind the scenes things. So I started looking into film, and after finishing high school, um, I started at the Academy of Arts. And that was around 2013. So um, it's been a while still trying to get that degree. (laughs) Wow. You know, that's a very interesting story because whenever you were explaining all the things that you do, it's like (laughs) you kind of just slid the leukemia under there. Like it was just like, (laughs) like it's just, oh, and that, that. (laughs) 
that's some true strength right there because it's like wow like you know living with something like that and you're still going so hard and grinding so hard what would you say motivates you um all glory to god it's been a long journey but honestly what motivates me is just knowing that this is not my final journey that in this life we're going to go through many obstacles. Nothing is fair for anybody for you to look at it and say, oh, my life is this bad because of this, that, and the third. Like, know that we're all going through something, but if you know the true origin of your soul, it, it, makes, it, it makes it more bearable. It makes it more bearable, I'd say. So, mm. Mm. Wow, that's very deep. And, you know, with me having a best friend that, had to live with like a chronic illness mm-hmm. I definitely I feel like you know I I understand not completely but um as a friend yes what's that like you know and like I, I told you after my best friend passed it seemed like that's exactly around the time where me and you just got a stronger relationship yes all thanks to God yes yeah it's like and he my, had a plan for us literally that spark yeah, that ignited whoosh and it's just it's just been love ever since you supported me through um you know his his uh passing and even now you know you're like one of my main people that I go to for just you know inspiration with with things in life when things just seem overwhelming um and that's incredible that you can be that person to me and to anybody that's mm-hmm. very incredible and you inspire me you inspire a lot of people I think and I feel like you're going to inspire even more people. I think that's just the beginning. Um, what you're doing now is just the beginning. Thank you so much. But it's a blessing to be around people that can mirror the things that you're putting out into the world so that it just allows you to continue. I'm so thankful to like have our friendship or whatnot because you motivate me in so many ways. I'm actually not on any social media platforms and one of the reasons that our friendship is so strong is because the little fact that you took the time to reach out it's all genuine it's all love and I appreciate it so much well you know I like to think of people and I I try to treat people the way I want to be treated you know so I feel like with me living over here alone it kind of really gave me that insight on like just kind of just stop and pay attention to everything because I'm not constantly distracted like there's nobody like hey can you get that can you get that there's a phone get that can you help me in here there's no conversations there's just silence so like I've really had a lot of time to really just sit still and think and whenever I think all I do is I, I constantly am concerned about other people most of my thoughts I'm thinking about other people how I can help somebody else what's going on with somebody else like I would say most of everything I think about involves yes. what can I do for someone else. Really? And I love that. I love that. It's it's stressful at times because you can't control people. You want them to right. do things a certain way. You want them to move a certain way. You feel like you have the answers and you can protect <laughs> them and provide for them. But I had to realize who's really in control. Definitely. And I think our relationship with God also uh, keeps us real, real, real tight. You're one of the most faithful people. Uh, outside of like my grandmother yes and, and hearing really stories about me. her and her tremendous faith like it moves me still to just have the way you explain just it was God first in that household and I love to hear it because I grew up in the same sense like 
Right. No but you especially growing up with your grandfather, me, my grandmother. <laughs> Outside of, I had my mom too, but you know, it was uh, my grandmother really punching those instincts into mm-hmm. you know, that wisdom and giving me that juice that I needed to uh, survive to this day, honestly. Oh, man, because as we said, we, um, as we said, because it's our grandparents, these are, you have to understand, these are people that were living in a time where they're still dealing with segregation. They're still picking cotton where the circumstances around them were unfathomable. So all they had was their faith. All they could do is look up to God. So, Amen. That's all they had. <laughs> and that's all they needed, honestly. Which leads me into saying it, it's kind of the same in this sense now. It's yeah. it really, it's, I really would advise, I know um, it's not to push anything down anyone's throat. And I know, you know, people have their own beliefs, but I truly hope that you have some higher power that you're giving it to, yeah. that you're not taking it all on yourself because that's a losing battle in itself. Right. Is. I think a lot of people are trying to do that. I blame everything on technology. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to blame everything on technology because it just has given people this false sense of a lot of things. And the biggest thing is like everybody thinks they can control, they can run everything just because of the internet. The internet, or I, I'm this person on the internet, so I have, I can t- control my situation. I can change my <laughs> life. I'm going to manipulate this person or get up over onto this person, and I'm going to make it work for me. But the energy you put out is always reciprocated. And I try to remember that even in anger, but it's tough. <laughs> it's tough, but you, you kind of got to really, really hold on to the faith that, uh, God has, God just has your back, you know. God definitely. And I would definitely say at this time, too, with it being so much anger and people having these platforms, um, a quote that I would like to share from Malcolm X, as it says, the media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make mm. the guilty innocent. So with mm. that being said, media has the power to influence the minds, ideas, and behaviors, attitudes of masses around the world. So if you are using it, I do pray that you're putting more light into the situation. You're being a change to the situation. If you don't know what there is to do in the situation right now, maybe you should be a bit still. Yeah, that's what I had to tell myself because, you know, I I really wanted to get up and get out and do something. Hey, but I'm trying to just, you know, calm down first. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying in no way. Let's I'm not saying let's not come together. Let's not do something because, of course, something has to be done. I know we want to take stances, but like that quote, it has so much. It has power to just corrupt. So and when we're already in a state of corruption, we're already in a state of darkness. How much more can we take? Right. There's so much corruption. But I I try to be like our friendship helps me be hopeful and and to know better and to do better and things like that. And, you know, my I know one a couple of times where there were some things that happened on the Internet and I was just like so outraged. I felt like posting stuff wasn't going to be enough. And then I was reminded that I have this podcast. (laughs) 
I keep forgetting some kind of way. So now I primarily am using this to rant. Rant and rave, shall I say. I should have used it earlier when I was on Instagram, but it didn't happen. Sometimes you just got to give it to them both face. Right, and that's what I'm saying. It always works better in the moment. But I wanted people to see, like, true black anger. That's the reason why I did it. I want you to see, like, black anger in a way that I can, like, at least hear me out. Like, we ain't in a crowded area. I'm I'm trying to be calm, but I'm right. And a lot of these people know me. So I want them to see this ain't just something that you see on TV. It's me, your brothers and sisters. It's real life. You know, if this is how this situation got me, this is how the situation made me feel. So I just wanted to use that. Like, I feel like I use my platforms and I'm just going to be real on them. You know, I don't really know how people look at me or take me, but I just be me. I just be real. And you're going to have to take it how you get it. (laughs) And that's something I say all the time. I appreciate about you. You just keep it real. You just present it how it is. And like you said, one thing I get from you is that I, I also learn so much and I know that's, that's not what you're necessarily trying to do, but I feel like so many people are learning things from you. You get what I'm saying? Because a lot of us have not experienced the prejudice. We haven't experienced cops pulling us over for this, that, and the third. I mean, like in Los Angeles, personally, me, I've never experienced a racist cop. I've never. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't speak from that pain. Diego, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. I've ran into it, you know, three or four times I've ran into the cops in just traffic situations or whatever and just, you know, very nice, extremely. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm caught off guard. Like, is it a role? Are you playing? What's going on here? And not all of them were Hispanic. Some of them were actually white over there. Okay. But a lot of people, they they like to throw that out and say, oh, in California, it's because there's a lot of Hispanic cops. Well, as y'all can see, you know, it was a Hispanic cop, I believe the one that, it, you know, we had a couple of situations with this, but um, <laughs> it was a Hispanic cop with one of those other situations, and even with this current situation, it's like an Asian cop, so it's like, you really can't say it's the race, but maybe it is a little bit, but I wouldn't say it's the race of the cops. Maybe a tad, but I think it's just the mindset, whenever they put them uniforms on, they definitely are in control and you can't you can't do nothing about me i'm in your face and look man that's the reason why it's dangerous i was i don't want to be out there but before we get deeper into that i want to um dive a lot more into you like pause i don't know okay i don't know how that sounded but i want to dive a lot more (laughs) if we can just pivot and just dive (laughs) Right <laughs> what what has it been like, uh, you know, just like as an artist and dealing with uh, leukemia and just like, how do you balance it all? What would you say to the next person out there? Because like I asked that question because my best friend, when he was sick, it was a lot of things that he wanted to do and had the idea to do. But there was no real motivation. And I think a lot of it was because of the illness. It, it was hard to, you know, really start something up. He would try, he would have bright ideas, but, you know, he, you know, stopped going to school. He wasn't, he could have probably went to school online, but 
he wasn't really into anything. So, like, what, what would you say to the next person that is probably discouraged out there? What would I say? So, okay, as far as a little background, as far as my creative um, journey and being self-employed and things, um, like I said, I had leukemia in high school, and thankfully, um, I beat that battle. I've always been chronically ill. Um, I was born with type 1 diabetes. I have lung problems, bronchitis, all types of things. But um, it wasn't until four years ago that I was diagnosed with a condition called gastroparesis, which basically is a fancy term of saying my stomach is paralyzed. I can't really eat or drink um, without having problems. And I have Crohn's disease as well as there's dando syndrome. I'm sorry, it's such EDS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's so many, um, along with um, a, a few others, but I just mentioned those because um, those are the ones that affect me the most, and those are the ones I find myself having to be the most vocal about. So um, that, I was hit with all three of those at once, diagnosed mm -hmm. with all three. Um, I was actually going to school at the Los Angeles Film School, um, on campus and I could no longer do that. I was working, I would say anywhere from 40 to 70 hours a week <laughs> at a job. I could no longer do that as long as being self-employed because I've always um, being raised by my grandfather off of hard work and things like I've always, you know, valued my own money, being yeah. comfortable, you know. So like mm -hmm. I tell, I've uh, shared with Busy before, like when we had MySpaces, my first job was literally, um, pimping people's MySpaces out. Like, okay, you want your, your song hidden on your MySpaces? <laughs> $2. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you need a playlist, son? You need this background? Like, you need this code, then? Like, learn how to make the background. So, like, I've always um, had a way to make income, thanks to God. And I guess God was actually preparing me for <laughs> right. the path that I'm on right now. It makes sense now all the more. Oh, man. Um, but as I said, so when I was diagnosed with that, um, everything just seemed like it was crumbling down and something else that hit hard was I was in a five-year relationship and that ended and the reason the person decided to end it was because they said they were not they weren't going to be my caretaker that's not what they signed up for so um, I was so heartbroken and I became very stagnant after that like mm. I I would say for a good two to three years, I had myself saying, hey, here, I'm this, I'm that, just to say I was, to keep up this persona, but I wasn't really putting in the work that needed to be put in, to be honest. Like, in my head, when especially when I got diagnosed as sick, a lot of things had to change. Like, um, something that's actually very hard for me now is going out by myself because I don't know um, if my body is going to go, if I'm going to pass out, if I'm going to seize, if I'm going to have a flare up, you know, so that's actually pretty dangerous for me, which made me actually more dependent on people. And I just had my heart broken. So in my head, I needed a team. I needed people. It's not going to work with just me. Yeah. So here I am investing all this money, this time, my anything it is that I had to offer because I didn't mind. I, it, it was nothing. I mean, you're great. I see it. Like, come on, let's get this out into the world. Anything I could just to be left in the end, not to say that anyone just life took us apart, you know, that just we weren't meant to um, be in each other's lives. 
And right. then um, I just found myself to a point where I, I live by the words like self-hype. You have to love yourself. And as Casey mm-hmm. says, um, I'm very, like, I have a very strong faith in God. So as I'm self-reflecting, I realized you're not walking what you talk. You are idolizing people. You're in it for the wrong reasons. Um, Bible, as it says, ask, seek, knock, and it will be given to you. So God already blessed you with the talent and the ability. So you don't need to be praying for the ability. You need to be praying for the confidence to use the ability. So I feel like that's where the shift really came from it, where I start realizing like, okay, it's creation over hindrances. Right. No matter what that may be, whether it may be criticism, fear, a lack of resources, mm-hmm. anybody that we consider legendary in this world, like, you know, like from basketball players, inventors, anything, like they had a I can attitude, not a I can't attitude. Amen. Like one excuse can lead you down the rabbit hole and ask Creators, that can be very dangerous for us. You know, that oh, yeah. that period going down a rabbit hole can be very dangerous because I feel like having the mindset of maybe having the appreciation or the love for the process can make the journey that much more bearable on, in those dark and short times. I believe Allowing that a thousand percent. Until you get to that breakthrough moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's a lie, man. Like I, I be feeling like we have the same story because it's it's very similar. Like that's a lot. That's a lot. Whenever you already are dealing with like a lot in life, and then you find you think that you know you found love and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, they just crumble you to pieces and drag you along for a while. And then they finally just let you deteriorate yeah. <laughs> before their eyes. And it's it's messed up. But like you said, I always preach about self-love. It takes time to really understand that and to know your worth. I feel like you don't even really get to the point with self-love. You don't really get to the point of understanding, recognizing, and appreciating it until you've had your heart broken a couple times, <laughs> unfortunately. Oof. I feel like you like, and it may, it's not the same for everybody. Some people just are born and they like, no, I'm not dealing with you. Like, right. But the majority no of people are like, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt or I'm going to see where this goes. I want to see it. I like you. I'm going to give it a try. Most of us are like that because we have high hopes. We're hopeless romantics. We want to believe that people are out here for the greater good. And a lot of people out here, just out here to, you know, take advantage and get ahead. Yes, I yes. had to learn that through friendships, you know, yes. through friends having me set up to get robbed or whatever. Like, wow, like all of that that we've gone through, none of that matters. Matters, right. And, I <laughs> and this is where we end. Yeah, at a young age, I realized that you can go above and beyond for somebody, but that does not mean you're going get, to get it back from them the same way you dished it out. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's not the same. And that's I hear okay. People say it all the time. Yeah, it's okay. It totally is. But I, I, I hear people say it all the time. They'll say, "Oh, well, when you was down, I helped you out." And mm-hmm. really get upset. But it's like, bro, I didn't ask you. They're gonna throw that at you. I didn't ask you to. And then you get really pissed off because it's mm-hmm. like well, you ain't stopped me either, motherfucker. <laughs> But that's what um, something I always try to keep in mind, too. When I yeah. give, am I giving from the heart? Am I giving 
to get something back. Even in that moment, I may not really, but you get what I'm saying? Even down the line, am I going to be upset because something didn't work in my favor? If I have to question it too much, like if it's just not like a thought that I probably won't do it now. Mm -hmm. I've learned. It's a lot, man. A cheerful giver. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody don't want to be hurt. You know, like yeah. at the end of the day, you just want to, you just want to live. You know, you just want to be happy. You don't want no problems with nobody. You know, but there's some people out here that they just don't have that that intent, and that's what has made me protect myself. I shield myself, close myself, mm-hmm. isolate myself. So it's like so much that me and you and I have in common. Whenever it comes to that, it's just incredible yeah. how it's sad, <laughs> but it's beautiful. It's like, well, it's just a big mixture. Of yes, and I feel like that's something um, Busy can relate to also as an artist. Um, something I feel like we're both trying to navigate towards because we're both so, we like our privacy. You get what I'm saying? I don't like too much <laughs> out there. So trying to navigate, okay, how to display the artist online and keep the you know behind scenes like yeah it's crazy (laughs) I just I don't know like you are such a good person like recently when my birthday was here May 8th everybody thank y'all for not sending me nothing but (laughs) Like you, I got like the biggest birthday surprise from Dime, y'all. Like she sent me so much shit, and it's not not shit like that, but so much stuff. And it's not, <laughs> it's not even it's it's stuff that money cannot buy. It's stuff that you really got to take the time. You really got to care and be thoughtful. You really got to be bred and born this way. It really got to be in your blood, in your blood cells, in your DNA. It really got to be in your heritage. This shit goes back. It really got to be in your in your tongue. It really got to be in your soul. <laughs> the type of gift that she gave me. Priceless. I've never gotten anything like that from anyone in the world. That her gift was next to my mom's spice uh spice girl camera. Like, <laughs> and that's hard to get close to that. I'm so thankful to have come that close. Her mom wins. Her mom wins. Like a spice my mama girl gotta camera. Win because she totally did. Um like a spice girl that, camera that though. Mixed, like that mixed with Nas album that I begged her for. Like, Lord, like and you were there in the Spice Girls Prime too. Like <laughs> Man, if you want to be my lover, you gotta Talk get with him. my friends. Mama said I'ma be with your friends. Come on, man. It was hot. <laughs> it was the best. I got pictures with that camera and everything. I was ah, look at my camera, baby. I'm surprised I'm not in film school. Like my brothers graduated from film school two, three times. I I don't have any degrees, but I'm, you know, I'm very skillful. I'm, I'm, yes. How do you feel about people like me? Would you work with me? <laughs> yes. We, we just currently did a project together. I, one thing about you and two things for sure, I love how sure you are and how you get to the point. Like, we just, like we said, we had the um, chance to just work together on the Last Big Love logo and how easy breezy it was. Like, literally the process. Okay, I'll send you this. Tell me how you think. 
literally two emails we were done. And I was like, oh. because she knows what she wants. Yeah, we out here. Like, executing the vision, tell them. Video editing and everything, like. Yeah, man, we out here. We not playing. (laughs) We not playing. And I don't know, you're just like a super great, amazing friend. Like, that's what I appreciate you the most. I appreciate our friendship because I know without a shot of a doubt, what you do is genuine. It's not cliche. It's not, it's very, very, um. I don't know. It's precious. Yes. It's not anything to play with. Somebody might get slapped messed with our friendship. They w- and let me tell you Hi. why, too, because a fun fact, our friendship was established on the Day of Love, Valentine's Day. So it is something we both hold near and dear to our heart. I got in the background. Like, like, how great is that? Like, our friendship was literally established on the day of love. And like we both said, it's been love since day one. Like, since day, day one. Weezy. <laughs> since day Weezy. And, you know, it only gonna get better. Call me, beat me, if you wanna reach me. If you wanna see me, <laughs> you need me, baby. Cause we're gonna have to do a next podcast where actually hopefully be in the same vicinity together real soon. They letting us outside, you guys. So, all thanks to God. Yeah. <laughs> all thanks to God. I'm seeing, I'm getting, I'm getting a word of um, some uh, protests in San Diego. Mm, okay. At the La Mesa Police Department. There weren't too many that you were seeing at first. Yeah. Wasn't seeing too many at first, but now I'm starting to see people post about them. Okay. But uh, Black Lives Matter San Diego says they put up a post saying, we are no longer going to be sharing actions from this weekend since folks are not understanding that we are not leading, sponsoring, or organizing any actions. It is taken away from the real movement and work that we are doing because we are constantly having to field questions. We stated earlier that we did not feel comfortable as a collective encouraging black folks to do public actions due to us still being in the pandemic. But if black folks wanted to do an action, please do so. That is your right. Black people are not a monolith. With that being said, attend these events at your own risk. Follow directions, wear masks, physically distance from folks. So they don't want us to... So do we go or do we not go? I'm like, so what's the message that they're supposed to be sending out through that? Because it's very unclear. Yeah, you're you're confusing me. Do you want me to march or not? What's happening here? People going to go out there anyway because y'all told them already. So good luck with that. (laughs) I just, you know, everybody's talking about... uh, Oh, why are they, you know, they're, they're thugs. They call them thugs and all that, thieves and all that. That's very interesting because nobody has anything to say about the thugs that murdered George Floyd. And I think that's very interesting that they're not just as mad about that. And how black lives are being eluded as well, right? Exactly. Thank you. I'm out here on my podcast <laughs> getting food to <laughs> right. It's such a beautiful day in the neighborhood. 
It really is. You know, even with all of this un- unfortunate. You got to find ways to give our guys some things. I'm telling you, that's Satan's schemes trying to get you to think everything around you is just horrible. Mm-hmm. We Pretty get sure. in those pants. Pretty sure. Oh, it's over. It's over. Pretty sure. We could be in these circumstances in the third world country. I'm just saying. Exactly. They were just not feeding niggas over there in China. They just was telling niggas, now nah, y'all can't eat here. Now, I was like, damn, niggas can't get a fish fillet. God, dog. Niggas can't get a fish fillet. <laughs> what they order? Fish for like, no, you can't. You can't, no, at the service. Black people doing all of this. My thing is, we just be spreading love to so many other cultures and just loving on them and letting them in the party. And this is what we get every time. It made me want to be stingy with myself, not even yeah. make friends with people outside of me. It's just really bad. This thing is just, like you said. Dr. King was the one that was positive. We, they he was. Never that's why and I'm just like, that's what it makes me want to get towards the, the civil right activists that were on the positive wave. Like, I understand that Andrew just said the third, but I also understand that that's not going to help. I don't care. I don't well, talk, talk some sense into me because I'm with the angry people. I'm, I'm with the looters and the rebels. So talk some sense into people like me, please. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, but I was saying, um, I think that right now, like at this time, I just want to, in a way, humble myself. And I was explaining to you, expressing that this is such a time for educating. If you can, if you have your stories, if you have your facts, please educate people because I feel like right now in this world, everybody wants to be right. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is why it's so much chaos. If you go to the white race, they'll say, well, blacks are thugs. If you go to the black, well, we've been slaves and y'all been looting us. You go to the Indians, they'll say, well, the white people came and took the land from Everybody feels as if they've been done wrong and as if mm-hmm. they've been right. So how do we change that? And I don't know, and I don't have the answer to that. I don't. I but, think I do. Okay. You want to hear? Yes, I would. I think we should go back to segregation, but not Mm -hmm. to the point where like people are deprived. I think we just need to have our own neighborhoods, our own cities, towns, and we just don't need need to intercourse. But they white people need to be moved in areas where it's cold, where they can survive, not where it's hot. We need Miami. We need California. Places like that. So with the more tropical climate. They can have, you know, the colder places. Colorado. I'm sorry to give it up. Milwaukee, stuff like that. They can have that. But now, in all seriousness, I don't know. I think God need to just come down and just take us all and retry again. And that's we, what I say. Got as, it right. And I know right now, like, at maybe people don't want to hear, but that's why I say by transforming ourselves into the images and likenesses of God, that's the quickest way to go home to the eternal kingdom of heaven, where that's the only place that's prophesied that there will be no death, no pain, no mourning. So that's something that we're not going to escape on this earth. I know it's hard, but we can't. 
And we ain't trying to encourage y'all to kill yourself. You got right. To we're not. Lord please, God. please, no. And we're not. And we're also not saying that it's okay that people are being killed. But what I'm saying right. is, it's destiny. It's bound to happen. I'm mm-hmm. sorry to say, but it was written since the beginning. Give them the word, and the world will sin. It's going to sin. That's the only thing that's going to stand forever. Uh, and that's also one thing that a lot of the African ancestors said that they would not forgive. I said that before, but a lot of the African ancestors said that one thing that they would never forgive white people for is slavery. Mm. So <clears throat> it's like if if it's just out there, like the energy is just out there that it is something that'll never be forgiven. Then it, I don't think that it's nothing that they can do. Honestly, and it they really hurts. Try my heart too because I know a lot of um, friends in the past I've had where they said they don't have a faith or a belief in God because of how um, the Bible was perverted and used in the time of slavery how they used how the Jews were slaves but you don't know the history and why the Jews were slaves how they went against God's word how they didn't keep the Passover how that when they obeyed God's word they escaped that slavery like but no white people, you see, he said slaves and obey your master and do this and do that. And it's so, it's like, ah, mm. that hurts my heart because it's like, that's the will of man. That wasn't the will of God. Like, <laughs> right. So true. We dealing with a lot, man. I've, I've been very emotional. I had to call you one of these nights. Yeah. I was, I was really uh, broken down by this. And and I, I just really don't, don't understand know. it. Like, I don't know if I was trying to put it together. Is it like, I know black lives are being taken daily, like all over the world, but I'm just like on the media, do they like make a pack? Like, oh, we're going to release three stories back to back. To, you get what I'm saying? Cause it's always, oh, uh, yeah. it's always it's like a little cycle. Like, and I'm, that's what I'm saying. If you look now, if we look, you'll see so many deaths that have happened, but they haven't broadcast. You get what I'm saying? But why, yeah. I'm just like, oh, like they to know. They stopped broadcasting Breonna Taylor. They just stopped. So I'm just like, we, somebody needs to work on making a news station with nothing but positive news <laughs> highlighting our people because the media truly controls what we see and we let it control us. Like they said, we're feeding into that and that's not okay either. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what they're doing. The Secret Service was formed July 5th, 1865. Somebody just, my cousin just sent me that and said, did you know? I'm like, nah. I don't be knowing years that stuff happened. <laughs> I be having to look it up. I ain't even gonna flex to y'all. I be real honest. Same. July 5th, 1865. Yeah, I'm the more you some, know, 
the more you know. We're getting some some intel. <laughs> Assassination of Abe Lincoln. Now we're just in 1865. We're just here now. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we're getting. We're getting some intel. So, July 5th, 1865, U.S. Secret Service begins operating under the U.S. Treasury Department. And then on the December 6th, later that year, the 13th Amendment of the United States was signed, abolishing slavery. The more you know, guys, you keep listening and I'll teach you some stuff. I'm telling you, they say you're supposed to learn something new every day, so... Literally, Here that's what you're doing. When you get on this podcast, you're going to learn covered. about 1865. You feel me? Abe Lincoln. Things come up when you listen. You just have to pay attention. It's real quick knowledge. Just pew. But anywho. <laughs> I really Y'all need to fill just... your brains with some substance, though, at this time. So nothing's wrong with it. <laughs> Last time you had a history yeah. lesson. I don't even know if that's what he was trying to show me, but maybe he was trying to show me some responses in the comments, but we just found that fun fact out, so we're just (laughs) going to leave it at that. (laughs) But how, I was going to say another thing, like, since all, before all of this started, I was was starting my clothing line back, and now that the clothing line has started back, Dime goes on there and blows like I don't even know how much money <laughs> on the website. This is after she's don't tell nobody designed the logo for the rebrand. After she's already given me this magnificent birthday gift. After random strawberries recently because May is ending. She's amazing. That's why I'm saying like whenever I'm treated like that, like. You really think I'm going to allow somebody else to come around? I don't need no other friends. I got that friend there. I just wanted to put a PSA out. PSA, please don't try her. Because I'm here. Thank you. Management. (laughs) Man. Speaking of being amazing, um, have we talked about the two amazing tracks that you dropped on SoundCloud? We haven't. We really haven't. You want to tell them about it? Oh, you, you went out. You went out. We lost you. We lost you. We lost you. She was just going to get into it. What happened? I don't know what happened. There was two amazing tracks that dropped. I dropped this track called 12 Versus 12. And also, I dropped another track called War on Blacks because that's just what it is. And we got both of those right now on SoundCloud. I have some more songs that's dropping on all of the streaming platforms, but I really don't even want to get into those because those were songs that I made when I was happy. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm back a little, a little. Oh, there you go. You're back. We can hear your voice. I saw, I'm like, I heard. I'm like, all right, I heard it. (laughs) But yeah, 
I I posted the War on Blacks track like four times. They, they were trying to silence her. They always they try to kill the messenger with a valid message. No, we won't be silenced. Let the people up. say. Come on now. My all of us. All, all of us. All the black women. I see y'all. All the big lovers. I see y'all. Y'all my baby mamas, man. All the big lovers. I need y'all to be safe with y'all fine ass. I'm telling you, please, queen. My kings too. Like I'm, I, I know we just want to be out here right now, but it's very critical. Kings. Yeah, I, but we still value you. Y'all be safe out here. Right. We wouldn't know, but we value y'all a lot. What so Monique say? We I love y'all for real. For real. <laughs> for real honey what for real don't play with it it's for real it's for real I just uh, you know we we want to send our condolences out to George Floyd's family you know um, uh, Breonna yes. Taylor's family Ahmaud Arbery our love our prayers all the people that's going through something right now we send our love and our prayers it's tough. I'm angry. If you if you follow my social media, you'll see. I'm I'm being light winded right now because <laughs> I got my my uh, sister on the phone with me. She just she helps control that anger. But you know, I'm, I'm real I'm real fragile with this situation. I think that um, you know George Floyd's name is gonna be remembered for a very long time after this forever. Um. And it's just, yes. I wish he could have been remembered way. in a different way. But this was, this is uh, his moment, historic moment that'll never be forgotten. And I just pray for his family, man. Because this ain't, wait, we got, we got family members that's black. Like, we're black. Like, this ain't really easy for black people at all to just keep watching. I don't know. If you're another race, maybe it ain't that hard. But when you see your race just being gunned down like that constantly and they ain't even armed, no matter the circumstance, it's it just really um it puts you in a mind mindset like that's not good. And no matter what, like I understand everybody's anger again. Yeah. But it's hard yeah. to think logical when you piss the fuck off. It's hard, you know, like you mentioned earlier about how everybody complaining about the neighborhoods, how they ruin in their own neighborhoods. You're not thinking about going to the fancy locked, right. you know, gated communities whenever you just pissed off. And what's the closest place to display that right there? Yeah. I understand. Like I told you, I feel everybody with fucking up shit. Yeah. But- Atlanta, hey, y'all got to stop that. Yeah. That's the black Hollywood. And as we say all the time, too, the black I can mega. understand that it's so hard to act rational to a rational situation. I understand that as well. Like, that's why I'm not trying to excuse anything because this. Yeah, you just being the one you being the voice that they really need to hear, you know, and you saying what you really feel like. And ain't nothing wrong with that. You saying what you really feel. I feel that like normally. I would not be like saying, man, fuck that. Fuck shit up. I know right, 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 right. We yeah, always have that. I'm about to positivity. And I'm, I'm honestly not saying it now. I'm just saying that I don't care that they doing it. I, do I feel a little happier than bad? Yep. But 
Mm-hmm. I also feel like, fuck, like, why did it get to this? No one wanted it to get to this. Nobody wanted it to get to this. If there was actions taken prior, this never would have happened. But right. because there's no actions that are being taken at all, they're, they're not passing laws, they're not passing bills to protect us from this type of stuff. They're not passing laws to make it unlawful for a police officer to be putting excessive force on you while you're already down. They're not passing those type of laws. That's for any human. It don't have to be a black law. It could be just for humans. You are not, um, that's not lawful for you to lay your whole body on somebody that's already on the damn ground. That should be unlawful. And them people should be locked up for doing stuff like that. Any, right. Any human. You don't got to make it about black. You don't got to make it about black. Because, it be as it says, right to and protect wrong. and serve the people. It doesn't point. say what type of people. I don't see, I don't see they, no serving. want to be served. No protecting. The only right, thing and wanting to be served. That's what I'm saying. If anything, they're the state. ones wanting to be served. Right. They, they enticing stuff. You got people out here infiltrating like they protesters and they really enticing. They white supremacists enticing shit. Just trying to get shit riled up because they want to see people get murdered. They want to see no, more black people die. They and that's another thing too where people are bringing attention to well, why are you guys going to the black um, neighborhoods? We spoke on a bit earlier. Do you think that let them go into a territory where it's considered a predominantly white you think it's just going to be smoke bombs and just tasings and this, that, and the third? Oh, no, they're not letting their, what they consider theirs to burn down. They're not doing that. You're out of there before they are. What do you say? Damn. They really don't care. This has really been the most traumatizing shit to really uh, continue to go through. Like, I think George Floyd was the first one. I told my mom, out of all of them, they all hurt my heart and soul, especially Philando Castile being murdered like that in front of your girlfriend and shit, like, and, and Brianna and, and uh, Tatiana and all these people that just was in their house, you know, bottom jean, just in their house chilling, and the police run up in there and kill you. Philando, they just murdered this man while she was on live. Just shot him so many times. Right there. Baby in the backseat. It's like, I think like, all of it hurt my soul. All of it broke my soul. But it's just something about watching how that man did George, man. Just, I don't know what it is about watching that, but that it really, and it could just be in the midst of, of everything, and then in the midst of a pandemic as well. As and in this the is the start, and that's what I say. I is it a mass? So, like, is it a mass of media? Okay, this is going to be the third one. This is the one we're going to set them off with. Like, for that to be like the, <sighs> it's like, man, come on. It's like I, I just was feeling so defeated. Like, I got the <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> You know, shout out to all my people, you know what I'm saying? But I had my friend, she was talking to me about that situation. And I was telling her, I was like, but even with that, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if y'all could have came to terms or something about that sacred land and got them to, like, not fuck with that land or something. Like, it's, it's land. You could leave it at night and go home. This skin, people hate you just because of your skin. We can't leave it nowhere. I can't leave this at the house. I got to go out the door with this skin. I got to go to work with this skin. What happened when you just hate it just because? Like, 
people don't understand that part of it because they don't uh, they don't feel like this is happening just because of our mm-hmm. no you must have been doing something no and that such that hate that's put on our skin is another reason why lighter skins that are still black is it's looked at as a social class more so than a- yeah, like, they look like the acceptable ones. Oh, I want a mixed baby. You want a what? Mm. All right. A mixed one. One that's like kind of black. Like can you say the N word, but I can't. Right. <laughs> you know. My son, don't let me say that. No, Lindsay. I say nigger around my son. God bless you, but not not over here. <laughs> You're not going to continue to try this. Mm. What can we do? So now we we try to think of resolutions, and we keep coming up short. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end us in a prayer. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna suggest. I'm gonna suggest that you pray for the world right now, not just me and you. Um, I know when me and you pray, we pray for everybody. So. With our last, I think we got about seven minutes. All righty. So let's, before let's we end, I'd like to end it with Isaiah 66, verse 9. I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born, says the Lord. And now we'll just end this with a prayer. So bow our heads to the most gracious God, our God Elohim. God Elohim, we thank you for allowing us to see another day of your creation for bestowing abundant blessings on us for your unconditional love, protection, and sacrifice and favor. God Elohim, who are we mere sinners that we can even come to you to ask that things be changed when you came to this earth and were crucified by mere mortals when you had no sin to you? Allow us to follow your example. You stayed fast and you had faith until the end. And we pray for the same thing. We don't know what to do or where to turn, but we pray that comfort and solutions will come surely by your will and not our own. We pray that your love, favor, and blessings will be bestowed on this whole world. Bless those with what they need, comfort, financial blessings, health blessings, just covering them. Elohim God, we ask all this in the name of our God, Christ Ansung Home, and we pray in his name, Amen. Of amen. course. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. I kind of lost track of time. I know that you have a prayer. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Keeping the Sabbath day, but it was so good to be here, and I'm so yes, thankful ma'am. you allowed me the opportunity and whatnot. We definitely need to do it again. I want to die, you know, talk a little bit more because we have great conversations. Um, you kind of got <laughs> sidetracked with me doing the most today, but. I know that we'll get a chance to talk again, but I just thank you for your time today because you're a big inspiration in my life. You always help me uh, really get the bigger picture, to get my spirit and my soul right. And I feel like that's what people need right now because right now, 
I don't have control yeah. over that. I'm I'm more on the anger side. I'm I'm in my emotions. So I'm trying to talk to logical people, people that can rationalize these situations for us. Who better than to talk to one of the most God fearing people that I know? So I really appreciate you, Dom. You're so talented. You're so blessed. You do so much for me. And I thank you for coming. Likewise, it's our love and thank you so much. All right, well, we're going to. Oh, no, I was going to just say to the listeners, thank you guys for listening as well. Waves of blessings, and y'all just keep your head up. Keep your faith in God. Now, if anybody wants to. Actually, just um, I do graphic design. So if you are interested in maybe inquiring about a logo, um, send me an email at dime, D I M E, period, dancy, D A N C Y, at gmail.com. And you can just say that it's a logo inquiry and I will send you a form and we can go from there. Beautiful. Thank you so much again for joining us. Y'all hear that? Dime.dancy at gmail.com. Anybody that needed some graphic work, she's the best. Send over my portfolio and everything. Really, so. really fast turnaround. Come on now. Come on now. Reasonable professional just the best y'all heard it from her so we're gonna end it there but thank you dom again i love you and um y'all of course i love you we're out of here we out